Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos, daf chaf. We're starting two lines from the top at the beginning of the Gemara. Our Mishnah had told us that one may not cook basar batzal beta, meat, onion, or eggs before Shabbos unless it is roasted. The Kama of the Gemara asks, how much does it have to be roasted? Amr Abba Elazar, Amr Av, it has to be roasted while still day. Kamachal ben Jusai, the man of Machal ben Jusai. Ben Jusai was a famous robber. He only used to cook his food a third. And so for our purposes, cooking a food a third is, can, is okay before Shabbos. It's Anything that's this stage of Machavan Jusai and by Mishim Bishulay Nachrim doesn't have a problem of food cooked by a Gentile. We know there's Isser Drabanon of eating food that was cooked by a Gentile, lest we become friends with him and our children get married to each other. However, if food was cooked a third and then a non Jew cooked it, it is okay to eat. There's no problem of Bishul Nachri. Tanya, we have a Braisa, Chananya, Aymer Chananya tells us the beginning of the third parak, anything that's cooked Machavan Jusai, Motelashay Salgabikira, one may leave on top of a stove. Even though the stove has not been shoveled from its coals or the coals haven't been covered over with ashes to cool them down, and we will get a full workup of the suya at the beginning of the third parak. Continues the Gemara explaining the Mishnah. One may not place bread into the oven unless it has a crust. And Rebbe Lezer said the bottom crust has to be ready. The Gemara asked, Which bottom are we talking about? The Gabi Tanur is talking about that which is against the oven wall. So once the bread is finished, that's considered the bottom. Perhaps or the bottom is considered the, the part of the bread facing the fire because it's facing downwards. Tashma the Gemara says, Rebbe Lazar tells us explicitly it's talking about the face that is stuck against the oven wall has to be crusted over. We had said, We may lower the carbon Pesach into the oven Erev Shabbos. My time, why is this okay? The people of the Chabur that are eating this carbon Pesach are conscientious and one will ensure that the other doesn't stoke the coals. As the Gemara Halav Hachi Lai, if we didn't have this reason, it wouldn't be permitted. We learned just previously, Gadya, that goat meat, which means any light, easily cookable meat, Bain Shark, Bain Lai Shark, whether or not the oven is sealed, Shapir Dami, one may put it in the oven Arab Shabbos, even if it's not fully cooked, because we're not afraid that one will open the oven because the wind will ruin the meat. So why is it that we need this reason of Zariz? The Gemara says, Hasam Minkach, over there, it's referring to when the meat was cut up into pieces, then the wind will ruin it. Over here, the carbon Pesach is not cut up into pieces. It's roasted whole. Therefore, the wind will not ruin it. So we need the reason of Zariz that they are conscientious. The Gemara Kateh is explaining the Mishnah. We are allowed to light a fire in the base HaMaiked, in the fire chamber, in the base HaMikdash Erev Shabbos. How do we know this? It says in the Pasuk, one may not light a fire in any of your dwelling places. The In all your dwelling places, you're not allowed to light it. You are allowed to light a fire in the fire chamber. That means you should be allowed to light it even on Shabbos, because this Pasuk is referring to on Shabbos. Chizda says, you're right. Kra, the Pasuk that implies you're allowed to light a fire on Shabbos. Ki Asa is teaching us to allow us to burn the limbs and the fats of the Karbanos on Shabbos, those limbs and fats that were brought on Friday, they may be burned on Friday night. That's what it's referring to. However, regarding lighting a fire on Erev Shabbos in the fire chamber, the Kahanim are conscientious. Rashi tells us they're all B'nai Taira and they're all fear Hashem and therefore one will make sure the other doesn't stoke it. The says, We had said outside the Beis HaMikdash, if we want to light a fire, then the majority of the fire has to be lit. Ask the Gemara, my Ruban, what's considered the majority of the fire? I'm a Rav. Rav tells us, Rav has to be the majority of every single stick in my fire. 
Shmuel Amar Kadesh Shaloi Yomru Hava Eitzim and Anech Tachtem has to be lit enough as long as a person doesn't say, let's bring some more kindling and place it underneath to help the fire be lit. Tani Rav Chiel is Yolah Shmuel. Rav Chiel learns as a proof for Shmuel, the flame has to go up on its own. The flame cannot be helped by something else. This is referring to the Kayan who's lighting the Menorah. He may only take his flame away once the flame of the Menorah is lit sufficiently that it can continue burning on its own without any help. So we see this is like Shmuel's Shita. The Gemara continues, What about if a person has one big thick clump of wood that he's lighting on Erev Shabbos. How much does that have to be lit before Shabbos? Rav Amarav tells us, Rav Aviv, the majority of its thickness, some say that it's got to be the majority of the circumference. Amarav Papa, Rav Papa comes and tells us, we need both the thickness and the majority of the circumference. Once again, Rav Papa comes in as a let's do both of them person. Ketanai, this is actually Mechlekes Tanaim. Rav Chia Amar Rav Chia says, This wood has to be ruined from being used by a craftsman, which means the whole, the majority of the thickness of the wood has to be burned. Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira, that the fire has to be caught on on both ends, meaning the majority of the circumference. Even though we don't have a proof to this, there's some sort of indication about this in the Pasuk. Pasuk tells us, It's two ends were eaten by fire. And the inside has been parched. Can it still be fit for work? This is referring to when Yechezkel Hanavi had chastised the people of Yushalayim, comparing them to an old vine that doesn't produce any grapes anymore. It only can be used as firewood. And they said, he said, you're like firewood that once it's been caught on both ends, the inside's totally dry and it will be used, it will be completely consumed, sim- seemingly like Rabbi Huda ben Becerra's opinion that both ends are being caught on fire. Continues the Gemara discussing burning wooden fire. This is referring to the time where Yoyakim burned the Torah scroll that was sent to him by Yermiyah Navi, which was foretelling the destruction of the base of Mikdash. It says, And the Ach was burning in front of him. My Ach, what's an Ach? Amrava, Amrav, Rav tells us, Achvana, it's referring to a willow in Arava. Ushmul Amri tells us, It's referring to the wood that was lit in brotherhood, meaning all the different sticks that are in a bonfire are like brothers to each other. Says the Gemara as a proof to Rav, Hahuda Amr Luhu. One person said to a number of people standing around, Man by Achvana, who wants to buy an Achvana? And they saw that he was selling Aravais willows. Amrav Huna, Rav Huna says, Kanim reads, loose reads, and Srich and Rav, they do not need to be lit, majority on Erev Shabbos. Agdan, but if they were bundled, Srich and Rav, then they need to be majority lit. Garinin, loose dried date pits that are being used as fuel and srich and rive do not need to be lit rive nisan and but if you place them in baskets then srich and rive needs rive the opposite makes more sense when you have loose reeds they scatter all over the place and therefore when one is lit it won't necessarily be able to find its fellow reed to transfer the fire onto it so you're going to need to help it and that would be a problem but once you bundle them then they don't scatter and it should not have to be Rive. Garin and seeds, mevajan, they scatter, but once you place them inside the basket, they don't scatter. So it should be the opposite halacha. It's Marnami, and we actually have a brisa that half of it is like Rav Huna, half of it is like Rav Chizda. Chafon based on the top, Amr Rav Kana, Rav Kana tells us, Kanim Sha'agdan, bundled reeds is like Rav Huna. Tzrich and Rive, they need Rive. Loyagdan, but if they're not bundled, ain't Tzrich and Rive, they do not need the majority to be lit. Garinen, these dry date pits is like Rav Chizda. Tzrich and Rive, they need Rive. Nisan Bechasas, once you place it in a basket, ain't Tzrich and Rive, it doesn't need Rive. Tanar Vyasev Yosef teaches us, 
There's four types of bonfires that do not need rive. Shal zefes of pitch, shal grafes, sulfur, shal gavina of cheese. The Rift tells us it's not a cheese bonfire, it's a wax bonfire, which shall revav or grease or oils because these are all very highly flammable. Masnisatana, we learned, Afshal Kashal Gvava, even different types of straws, also are highly flammable. Amar B'yechanan, Eitzim Shal Bavel, Babylonian wood, Eitzrich and Rav, doesn't need Rav. Ask the Gemara Maskevlar of Yosef, Maihi, what is Babylonian wood? There's referring to the thin strips of wood that were placed amongst the thicker strips, and they did this in Bavel, and that helped the bigger pieces of wood light. Hash the Psila, regarding a Wick, Amr Ula Ula tells us, that when you light it, the majority of that which protrudes from the oil has to be lit. So, silty me buddy, you have this question regarding silty, which is these thin strips of wood. For sure, the majority of them have to be lit. Rav Yesu says, it's referring to the bark of a cedar tree. Rami Bar Abba Amar, he says, Zaza, it's referring to moss. Therefore, we learn from here that anything which is very flammable does not need rive. Anything which is not so flammable would need to be lit majority before Shabbos in order to be able to have it burning on Shabbos. Hajanolach Yitzhiyasa Shabbos, and we should be zeichah to finish all of Mesechah's Shabbos together. Now, the beginning of the second parak tells us about different wicks and oils that may or may not be used to be lit on Arab Shabbos. We know that there's a mitzvah of Einig Shabbos to have a candle or flame lit inside your house so you can have light. You can see what you're eating and where you're going and what you're doing. The Chachamim were afraid, though, that if we lit a candle with either a wick or fuel that is not sustainable, a person might come to adjust it, and then there'll be Ivor and Esra on Shabbos. And so our Mishnah tells us about different things that we may or may not use. The Mishnah tells us, What may one light with and what may one not light with? One may not light with. Not with cedar, not with flax, not with silk, not with willow, and not with some sort of desert growth. Not with the green stuff that grows on water, which is referring to sea moss. The fuels that one may not use is pitch or wax. Not kick oil. Not with oil that must be burned. Not with sheep tail oil or with tallow, which is referring to the usher types of fats that we may not eat, one may not use that as fuel for their fire on Shabbos. He says, if we have cooked chilev, that's okay to use because it's been processed, so it's not usher. Whether or not it's cooked, you may not use it even though it's been processed. And the Gemara will explain this one by one. Gemara says, Lechesh, what is that? Shuchad Arza, it's bark of a cedar tree. Ask the Gemara, Shuchad Arza, it's Baamahu. That's just wood. You can't make wick out of wood. Says the Gemara, Ba'amunisa de Ispe. It's referring to the wool like fibers that are in between the bark and the trunk of the tree. Says the Gemara, Ba'amunisa Amrav Yosef, Na'arisal Pishtan. This is referring to the short broken fibers that were removed. During the combing process of the flax, we have a passage that says, The chasain will be for the na'iris. So obviously, chasain and na'iris are two separate things. The Gemara says, You're right. It's talking about flax that was beaten, but wasn't combed. The process was we would first soak flax, then we would beat it to release the fibers. So after the beating process, before the combing process, I can Make a wick out of it, however, it doesn't hold a flame well. What's that? I asked all the seafarers, and they said, It's called Kulcha. It's some sort of inferior silk. They were sitting in front of Ravan and Nechemia. 
the Reish Galusa, the brother Reish Galusa, Chazi the Havalavish Metaksa, they saw he was wearing some sort of silk garment. Amrali Ravan Labaya, Ravan told Abaya, Hainu Kalachtanan, this is Kalach that we learned in our Mishnah. Amrali, he told him, no. Anan Shir Feranda, Karinale, we call the Shir Feranda, which is like a regular type of silk, and it's not an inferior type of silk. Mesve, we ask on Ravan, we know from Abraisa, Hashirai Makalach Vasirikin, regular silk. Kalach and Sirikin, Chayav and Betzitzis, or Chayav and Tzitzis. So we see that regular silk and Kalach are placed separately. They're two separate things. They're not the same thing like Rabin thinks. And the Gemara says, Tiyufta de Rabin Tiyufta, you're right. We've just refuted Tiyufta. Ibai Seima, alternatively, we can say, Shira Lachud, that regular silk is one thing, and Shira Feranda Lachud, that Feranda silk is another type of thing. And this is what Ravana Nechemia was wearing, this very expensive type of Feranda silk. Continues the Gemara explaining the Mishnah. What is that? Achvina. This is a willow tree. Ravin Vabai Havakazu Pixa de Tamarisa. They were going in the valley of Tamarisa. Chazinu Lahanu Arvasa. They saw willow trees. Amrle Ravin Labai. He told them, Hanu Idan Ditnan. That is Idan of our Mishnah. Amrle Hayyitz Baalmahu. That's just a tree. You can't make a wick out of a tree. Kalaf. So he peeled the bark of Achrile and he showed him Armonisa de Benibeni. These wool like fibers that are in between the bark and the trunk of the tree that could be made into a wick. Vlopasphilus and Midbar. What is this? Shavra. It's these tall grasses that can be woven into a wick. However, again, since they don't hold the flame well, they may not be used. This green stuff that grows on water, ask the Gemara, what is this? It's a dark green stuff that grows on ditches of stale water. So, that just crumbles into pieces and it can't be made into a wick. It's talking about the dark green moss that grows on the hull of boats. And that can be woven into a wick. However, it doesn't hold a flame well. Tana, we have a Braisa, Hisifu Alain Shal Shal Seir, that wool and hair was added on as things that may not be used as wicks. Vitana Didan, the reason why Ayrotana didn't mention that, Semer, wool, mechavitz chavitz, will shrink or curl when it's lit. Seir and hair, chuchimichich, will burn, so it's obvious that one can't make a wick out of it. It doesn't even hold a flame, even for a second. The Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah Vloy Bezefes, and not with Zefes. Zefes, which is is zifsa, is pitch. Shava, kirusa, is wax. Tana, we have a brysa. Ad kan p'sul Up until now, we were discussing the disqualified wicks. Mikan ve'elch p'sul shemanim. From now on in the Mishnah, we're discussing the disqualified fuels. Gemara says, pshita, that's self-understood. Say, shavet srichalei, the chiddush we need this brysa for is regarding wax. Ma'odetema, we might think, l'psilas nami lechazya, that we may not use it f- wax for a wick, meaning we can't make it into a wax candle. Kamash one, the Chiddush is a wax candle is okay. If you want to use wax simply as a fuel for your fire, that's not okay. Amir Rambar Oven, Rambar Oven tells us Itrana, which is Itran, Psulted to Zifsa. This is a residue of pitch. Rashi tells us it was a byproduct obtained from heating pitch during the distilling process. And Shava, wax, is Psulted to Divsha, is the, is a byproduct of honey. Says the Gemara Chafal Famaralf on the top of my Nafkamina. What's it make a difference? Who cares? We say Lamekach Lamemker for buying and selling. If a person says, I will sell you some wax, so then that's referring only to the honeycomb as after the honey was removed from it, and he does not need to give him any sort of wax that's further along in the process. Everyone should have a wonderful, fantastic day.